Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Samantha Donovan. Uh, Samantha is a former Brown women's hockey player and is a current PWHPA player as well. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Samantha, and how's everything going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, you know, it's the weather isn't great today, so um, <laughs> it's just a little depressing, that's all. But other than that, I'm doing fine. Good. <laughs> Now, obviously, there's a lot I want to get into regarding your hockey career, so I sort of just want to start off at the beginning of it and then sort of work all the way down to where you are today. So uh, doing research on yourself, it says that you're from um, New Brighton, Minnesota. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so my dad was the coach for Park Center, um, kind of like Brooklyn Park area. I don't know if you're familiar with Minnesota at all, but um, so I was – like probably one or two and I was going to all the games and with my mom and um, I was just running around the rink and getting all the hockey I could get at the time. Um, so I really enjoyed going to the games and watching him coach and watching all the players play. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the wild or was it a women's player on the national team? It was actually Chrissy Wendell. Um, my dad coached her at Park Center um, and she went on to play for the Gophers and then eventually the Olympic team. So, again, another reason why I was following her around the rink. I thought she was just so cool, and I wanted to be just like her growing up. And then um, I also I ended up playing uh, high school at Irondale um, in the seventh grade, and um, I really idolized one of my teammates, Gina McDonald. Um, we're, like, best friends to this day um and she was I think I think she was a junior when I was in seventh grade and she was always just a great person a great teammate and I always wanted to be like her and she ended up going to Harvard and I went to Brown so um we're still like I said close to this day did you ever get to play against her in college or no I'm trying to think I don't think the years line up no I missed her by a year I was really bummed (laughs) Yeah, if you had that extra year like they do now, you you would have had the chance to play yeah. with her. <laughs> I always say that all the time. It would have been fun. Now, talk a little bit more about your high school hockey experience for Irondale. Uh, what did you take away from it? I find it interesting that you started playing at, in seventh grade. That seems it's it, it's it must be such a weird experience playing with players that are like four years older than you are, especially since usually when you're in middle school, you still sort of look and act like a kid. Yeah, I definitely look like an infant in comparison. Um, I was playing boys my sixth grade year. I played PWB, um, which was one of like the funnest times of my hockey career, to be honest. I loved playing with the guys. And um, at the PWB age, you can check. So it was a little bit more challenging being a smaller person in general, but it was really fun. Um, and then seventh grade, I tried out for the boys because they had – their tryouts before the high school tryouts, um, and I made the PBA team, but I wanted to give it a shot at the high school varsity team because they were only going to take you if you made varsity, and I ended up making it, um, so I decided to stay with the varsity team, um, and it was just super fun. It was it was definitely challenging because I didn't get to see the players every day, and they were just so much older and more mature, um, but I learned a lot. Um, and I really like idolized all of them, to be honest. I just, I thought they were so cool and they were all very welcoming. Um, and I really enjoyed playing with them. What's the best memory you have, uh, with during your high school hockey career? 
Oh, there's so many. I loved high school hockey. Um, but a few that stick out to me or one, I guess that sticks out to me is when we beat Centennial to go to the state tournament for the first time in Irondale history, um, my seventh grade year, um, to go to state. And we played at, it's called the Coliseum. So it's a much bigger arena than what we were used to playing in. So to play there and then win in overtime to go to state, it was just super cool um, to me. I loved, loved playing there. Now, how do you think your high school hockey experience helped prepare you for college hockey? It was so hockey's kind of just been like an up and down kind of an experience because like when you're the new person on the team, like in seventh grade, I started on like the third or fourth line. I wasn't playing a lot, but I just kept working hard. I was really grinding. Um, I was the first one to practice, last one off the ice. I was shooting pucks in the morning before school, shooting pucks after school, like really just trying to like make a name for myself. Um, and then I was playing a lot more my eighth grade year and then just kept going, you know, more playing time as I got older. Um, and then again, when you're a freshman in college, I had to prove a name for myself, you know, like I had to, I had to stay after and watch film. I was doing extra skill stuff, like really just trying to get better and learn as much as I could while I was there. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Now, what's the high school hockey scene like in Minnesota, and is it different than here in the East Coast? Um, From what I know, I've heard that East Coast hockey is very, like, spread out. So, for, for like, for instance, in Minnesota, like, there's a rink in every city, I swear. Um, So, it's easy to play games. It's easy. Like, I used to play five games in a day in the summer and spring. Like, I would just pretty much live at the rink um whereas from what I've heard like I said out east it seems like you have to travel like an hour or sometimes more than that just to play a game which is crazy to me um because hockey here is just so accessible and everyone's just super supportive and (laughs) wants to play hockey here yeah I also find it weird that you guys like fill up an entire NHL rink for a high school hockey championship like I feel yeah. like that would never happen here in the East Coast. I feel like that's more geared towards college hockey. So yeah. I always think, like, college hockey is a little bit bigger in the East Coast than it is in Minnesota. But for high school hockey, it's bigger in Minnesota than it is in the East Coast, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they say, like, Minnesota is the state of hockey. And until you're here, like, at a state hockey tournament game, like, you don't really understand it until you're there. Now, talk a little bit about your recruitment process too, Brown. Why'd you end up going there versus other schools you might have looked at? And uh, just talk about uh, why'd you want to go out east versus stay more a little closer to home in the Midwest? Yeah, so it was quite the process. Um, I was probably one of the later recruits. I know now, like, some people are committing in, like, the eighth grade or something. I don't even know how young it is now, but I don't think I committed until like the fall of my senior year because I'm I'm an only child and I was kind of nervous to make the jump and go to a school where I wasn't going to know anyone or be close to family. So I really had to think long and hard about what I wanted to do. And um, something that kind of stuck out to me um, from it was said by my dean in high school, he's like, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? And I was like, I want to, I want to play hockey. I don't want to sit on a bench 
the first two years and not have an opportunity just because there's so many people there and whatnot. So I really wanted to play and, like I said, make a name for myself. So I felt like East Coast was probably a better option for me. So I went to a few schools um, out there to check them out, and I, Brown just felt like home to me. It felt smaller. Um, I liked all the different opportunities at Brown, um, loved the coaches that were recruiting me as well. Um, so just everything kind of fell into place when I went out there and I visited with my family and I did an official visit and everything went well. So I just, it made, it made the most sense for me. And I knew that I wasn't going to get into an Ivy league school on my own. So to have an opportunity because of hockey is kind of incredible. And I would really advocate for anyone, any high school player thinking about going out east to play hockey to do it or to an Ivy League school to do it. It's it affects you for the rest of your life, like applying for jobs and whatnot today. Like everyone's always like, oh, Brown, like you went to Brown and you played on a team sport. Like it's just it's an opportunity that not everyone can get. Yeah, I thought um for Ivy League schools, you don't have a le- national letter of intention. It's sort of like you have to get accepted in the university yep. first. Uh, yep. Is that true? Like, how does that all work out? Because you said, like, how did you, what do you mean, like, when you say, like, I couldn't have the opportunity to go to an Ivy League school if it wasn't for hockey? Like, I mean, I didn't get a 36 on my ACT, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I did okay on my ACT. Um, but I had to do other things um, like hockey and whatnot to um, make me just an overall or like an all-around person. I don't know how <laughs> how else to explain it, but I mean, it's not. It wasn't like just I wouldn't have been able to get there on academics alone, you know. Yeah, definitely. And how did you balance academics and hockey at an Ivy League school? Because that's obviously just balancing academics. It's such a challenge because, you know, with the Ivy League uh, workloads a lot harder than like a regular university, but then adding hockey on top of that, I just, there has to be some strategies you must have learned uh, in your four years in college hockey. Yeah, it was definitely trial and error. Um, I thought that um, study groups and going to like extra TA sessions were the best thing for me, Um, but it definitely was an adjustment. Um, my first year of college, although I will say my high school prepared me the best that they could. Um, I was, I mean, I did my best in high school. Um, I did fine academically. Um, so I've always been at like, I've always given my best. Um, it was just finding what strategies work best for me and finding that balance between when I needed to stay home and study and not go out or something. Um, and then really grinding when I was at practice and whatnot. Did you have to, how did you have fun uh, when you're balancing all those like academics and hockey? Like what are some things that you guys do to have fun um, when you're in college? Cause you have to, I feel like that's a part of college that people don't talk about enough is to have that balance with life academics. And obviously with yourself being an athlete, how do you balance all three of those? And how do you try to make time for yourself to sort of, have fun because I feel like it must you can't be like stressed and thinking about work and hockey all the time yeah it definitely sometimes can feel like a routine like getting up for a lift going to class getting lunch doing an afternoon skate coming home doing homework um and then repeat it the next day um but I mean the team was like 
I don't know, we all really hung out together. So it made that easier and just hanging out, like, even if it's just in the lunchroom or like, um, or like in a study hall or whatnot. So like, it it was hard to balance, but like, you make the most of it when you're there. Now, obviously, on the ice, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Uh, was it the decision-making? Was it the speed of the game, physicality? What stood out to you the most, and how did you adjust to it? Ooh, that's a good question. I Honestly, all of it. I mean, in college, everyone's just so much bigger, stronger, and faster. Um, I lifted weights in high school. I don't know if, like, I know I know my I – won't, I won't say all of them – I. I'd say most of them didn't really lift weights a ton in high school. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure people are doing that now, but, um, it was definitely adjustment going into college, like actually lifting as a team and everyone like pushing each other to lift weights and stuff. So like you could definitely tell people were just so much stronger, which made them so much faster. Um, so just everything had to be like, faster even in your mind not just like skating and stuff like the decisions had to be much faster um learning all of the special team stuff there's just a lot to absorb that first year and obviously you're playing in the ECAC which is one of the top conferences in women's college hockey you have to go against all those top Ivy League schools like Harvard Cornell Yale but you also go against non-Ivy League schools like Quinnipiac and Clarkson. So my question to you is like, what's it like playing in the ECAC and just talk about the competition you face every single weekend. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, like our, I would say that when I was there, our biggest travels were like Princeton, Harvard and Yale, just cause they were the other IVs. Um, it was, I don't know, like you always want to prove that you're the better IV. I don't know. It's, that's kind of how we looked at it back then, but I don't know how it is now, but we always just wanted to beat the other Ivies. Um, and then like Quinnipiac was always just super good. Um, Clarkson was always, they're still good. So, and same with Cornell, they're all really good. Yeah. I was talking to a player from another Ivy League school and they, you said they had an Ivy League championship. I don't remember, at least not recently. I don't think that happens anymore. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I feel Uh like they should have something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do that anymore. I know they still do the Mayor's Cup, which yeah, they is, do. which is a lot of fun. I don't know, uh, yeah. have you guys, what was it like to, playing in that? I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I, I don't even remember, like, the outcomes of those games. I just remember how much fun they were, regardless of the score. Like, it, Providence always had, like, a super cool rink, too. Like, the colors were cool, like, the just the rink in general. And they always had a pretty good turnout. So that game was always just super fun in general. I look forward to it every year. Do you have a memorable game that stands out to you during your time with Brown? Because looking at your like records from your freshman to senior year, it seemed like your team struggled a little bit, uh, finishing below 500 in all four of the seasons that you played in. So I'm curious if there was like, a game that stands out to you when you think about your college hockey experience. I wouldn't say like a specific game, but I just, I loved playing at Princeton's rink and I loved playing at Yale's rink. Um, so every time we went there, I always look forward to going there and, um, seeing the college itself and then playing those opponents. Um, they were always, it was always, I'd say they were like pretty close most years between those two teams. Um, maybe not my senior year, I'm not sure, but, 
um, those games always stood out to me. And what do you, how do you look back when you look back on your college hockey experience now? Like, what do you take away from it? Because, like I said, like on the ice, you know, your team had its struggles, but I feel like you probably learned a lot from that experience and it made you a better person. Yeah, um, I would say like just work hard, um, especially like your freshman year. It's easy to get down and like get discouraged because you go from being a top player in high school to being um on the bottom again like where you were as a freshman in high school and it's hard to adjust to that so working hard and really just absorbing everything that you can learning from your teammates and even your opponents just remember all the good things that that stick out to you and then try to emulate those things and obviously you were named assistant captain during your senior year I'm curious how you found out that you were going to be a captain of the team and uh, what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team? Are you a vocal leader? Lead by example. Um, just talk about that for a little bit. Um, I think so. I think that year we, I think our coaches decided who is going to be named captain. I think my, when I was leaving my senior year, I think they started a different process where they actually voted um, on captains by the team and they had to do like an interview process, which I've heard is actually more common now. Um, but I don't believe that's how we do it at my junior and senior year. I think it was just based on our, what our coaches wanted. Um, but I was always more of like a lead by example. I'm not a vocal person um, by any means. I'm there to like support my teammates um, when I can and just do what I know is right. And then um, just help. I love helping, especially the freshmen, because I know like it was so hard being a freshman. So if I can help in any way, like, I would love to do that. And obviously you're currently playing professional hockey. Um, so yeah. I'm curious, how has your college hockey experience helped you as a uh, pro athlete? Um, again, like, it was all, it's all been just, like, a learning curve. Every every time you're new, you almost have to start over and um, just learn from everyone else around you. Um, it, was, it was actually really funny. Um, my senior year, our season ended early. We didn't make playoffs. Um, and Yale's coach, Amanda, um, actually reached out to my assistant coach at the time and had asked if I wanted to play, um, in the remaining games for the Connecticut Whale, which was, is the professional team, um, in the PHF. And I actually had no idea that there was such thing as a professional league. So when she asked me if I wanted to play, I was like, what is this? So um was doing my research and everything, and I ended up saying yes, because why pass up an opportunity to play hockey? Um, so I was driving a zip car to and from Brown, or Brown and then to Connecticut, or wherever our games were, like every weekend for the remainder of the season, um, while going to school. And it was just, it was crazy, but I don't regret it at all. I loved doing it. Um, and my recommendation is if an opportunity like that ever comes like to take that, take the chance um, and try something new. Yeah. Obviously I find it interesting that you've played in both the PHF and the PWHPA. I'm curious, like what's the main differences you've noticed between the two leagues? Um, that's a good question. Um, they're a little different. I would say the PHF, um, I don't know if they have more games, 
they just have more games. Like, it seems like they have more games on the weekends. Um, we have, like, more of a – almost like a tournament style, and we're, we don't have, like, home rinks. We play everywhere, like, from Nova Scotia, um, Pittsburgh. Like, it's just very random. Um, and then we're also – like, I play for Team Minnesota, but some of the people that I practice with in Minnesota don't play for Team Minnesota. So it's um, – and that's just to balance out the teams, which I think is kind of cool and unique. Um, I decided to switch from the PHF to the PW because my cousin, Maddie Rooney, um, was going to play for the PW. And we – she played at Andover. And for some reason, we never played with each other or against each other, which is just crazy because you would think with all the games in Minnesota that our paths would have crossed, and they never did. So I just really wanted to take the last couple years of my career to play with her and, um, like, be a teammate. So it's been really fun. Yeah, and talk a little about, like, what you want to accomplish uh, with the PWHPA because I know it's sort of an interesting pro league in the sense that, it's go. It's like, it's trying to grow. Like, get a legit like professional women's hockey league. That's like the goal yeah. of it. But like at the same time, they're trying to grow women's hockey in different places with the showcases that you guys are having. Yeah, yeah. So we're just trying to grow the game. We're trying to spread the word. Um, and I think it really comes down to getting our younger women's players involved. Like, really getting the word out, traveling to different places, and just getting our name out there and through that, just trying to grow the game. Now, uh, how do you grow women's hockey in your opinion? Because uh, one thing that I find interesting, at least in my opinion, thinking about it is I think the best way to grow women's hockey is through the pro game, because I feel like a lot of times when elite college hockey players graduate college, they have many different options of what they want to do after, after they graduate, they can go to PHF, they can go to the PWHPA, they can go up to Europe. And I feel like if, the one professional league, like the WNBA, I think would be better because you don't dilute that talent pool. Like all the top players go to that one professional league. That's just my opinion, but obviously you've played at many different levels, so you know more than me. So just talk about like what you think needs to be done to help grow women's hockey and just what have you, what are the conversations like that you've had with other members of your team to help grow the game? Because I know those conversations are probably going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, a lot of different aspects to be honest like and going kind of back to the last question I think it starts with um inspiring the younger kids because if there isn't a professional league or like a solid professional league they don't really know where to go and what to aspire to be so that's like I would say that's the first step um just getting your name out there to the younger kids and um, getting them involved when you can whether that's having them come to games and being special guests or something. Um, and then kind of kind of going off of what you said, um, you can't really dilute the program. So having that the absolute top tier players in a professional league is what you need to grow the game. And I feel like the PW is kind of going in that direction. All of the U.S. and Canadian Olympics, Olympians are in this league so I think that's kind of what they were that what they are aiming to do is have all of those players in one league um, to make it a top tier professional league and obviously like there's just a lot of differences I feel like between you know like the PHF the PWHPA 
and um, obviously in Europe as well. So is there like certain like changes that the league might make in the future to help sort of make itself, I guess, similar, but a little different than from the other professional leagues. And I guess like, what's the process going to be like to eventually have like a legit, like only one professional league in North America for women's hockey? Yeah. I, I, we have the same questions. Um, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, I think the next steps is just making like a livable wage. I, I'm sure both leagues are trying to kind of emulate what the WNBA did um, to some extent. Um, I know that they, they're making livable wages. They have benefits. Um, they have what I don't even know what all other kind of benefits that they have, but I'm sure that those will have to be the next steps for either or both leagues. Yeah, I'm just looking at your team now in the PWHPA. you got some really fun players you get to play with. Uh, yeah. What's it like playing with Sarah Nurse? Because she's an absolute stud. I feel like she's always scoring highlight real goals. I know. She's so cool. I mean, I've never crossed paths with her until um, this year, and so I've only met her probably, I think, in the five games that we've I've played. Um, so she, it's really incredible, like, watching them play. Like, like I've said few times in this interview already like I just sit like I'll be on the bench just watching and trying to like emulate what they do um score those cool goals make those uh smart decisions on the ice um so it's been really cool just to be a part of the experience do you think she has the best style and uh the PWHPA because <laughs> I yeah. see some of the stuff she pulls off with it's pretty unbelievable I right? guess it makes sense since she's the cover of the new NHL video game so yeah. we have to have good style to be in that yeah she uh, she was wearing like this really cool Adidas outfit um at one of our um showcases and it was just so cool you're like no one else could pull that off besides Sarah so <laughs> she definitely I would say she has the best style do you have to do you get to practice with Team Adidas or is it like like you said like do you ever get to practice with Team Adidas or do you only practice with the players that are in Minnesota? We practice with the players that are in Minnesota, so we have about um, I would say like twelve ish players um, that come to practice every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so it's it's pretty high intensity. Like we're not doing line drills or sprinting, um, but every practice is very tough just because of only having 12 players. Yeah, this is like a legit, really good team. Kendall Coins Schofield's also on your team. What's it like playing with her? She's a legend as well. Yeah, she's super cool. I've I've looked up to her for a while too. She's because we're both like this in similar, similar height. And um, so I've always kind of looked up to her. Um, she's just a really great teammate. She's everything that you hear. She's just a great person, great player. And obviously, I feel like what she's doing now might be more impactful than what she's done on the ice with working with an NHL organization and trying to get more women in the NHL. I think that's pretty unbelievable to see. I I wonder if you ever get the chance to, like, talk to her about that at all, because I think that's, like, honestly, I feel like that I admire her more for that than some of the stuff she's accomplished on the ice. No, yeah. I mean, she, I don't know how she does it. She's always doing something, like, she'll be, we'll have a game and she'll be on a flight and like an hour later just because she has to get back to do something with the Blackhawks and stuff and she's just always going always doing something like I don't know how she does it <laughs> now one more teammate question just because I find this very interesting we're not a fast arguably the best defender in women's hockey how do you what's it like going up against her and being on the same team as, as she is 
Yes, she she's really smart and just like your last name, she's super fast. Um I think in general our team is like a very speedy team. Um but yeah, she's she's great. She seems like a I haven't really gotten the chance to know her that well yet, um just cuz we don't practice together or anything, but she seems like a really nice person. Now, obviously, I've seen a bunch of interviews with yourself where you talk about um, your professional hockey experience. I'm curious how often you get to talk about your college hockey experience. Um, not too much. Um, I don't really. I guess I don't really talk about it all too much. Uh, that's good. That's good. I was just curious about that because I feel like a lot of players in your league they don't really get to talk about their college hockey experience. Yeah. So I was curious how often you get to discuss it because obviously I, that was a big part of your life. I know it was, and I mean it's four years of your life, and it. Arguably, like the biggest jump in my in my opinion, just going from high school to college, because you have to like we talked about the balance of school and social life and hockey. Like it, it was a big part of your life, and it's right before you decide to get a job or your next step in life, whether it's hockey, job, whatever. Um, so yeah, this interview has been really great. It kind of made me think about uh, college all over again and just how fast it went. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Now, there's a segment I do want to get into before we end off this interview called the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions to get to know you a little bit. Now, I know for this question, you said you didn't know how you're going to answer it, so we'll see if you do now. Uh, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? Yeah, I still, I'm still struggling with this question, um, but I think I've, <laughs> I've come to an answer of I want. I would love to be like a Captain Captain Marvel, just because I think she's a really cool uh, character. That's a good answer. Uh, what's the most interesting thing uh, you've seen or read this week? Um, I well, so I haven't been reading uh, recently, which is kind of shocking. But um, I I was actually since I saw this interview was coming up, I was watching some of the highlight reels from Brown this week, and I. It looks like our team is doing really well lately. Um, we're scoring a lot of goals, it looks like. Um, so I'd say that was kind of an interesting thing that I saw. Do you still follow it at all uh, after I, you graduated? I have been this year. Um, weirdly enough, I didn't right after I graduated just because I I was gonna I knew I was going to miss it. So I wasn't following along as much as I am now, which is kind of weird. Yeah, no, they're they're good. I think a big reason for that is I think they had a new, got a new coaching staff yeah. like a couple of years ago, which obviously whenever a new coaching staff comes in, a lot of changes happen. And they brought in this player named Jada Ginla, who might be one of the best freshmen in the ECAC, and hopefully she'll be a future College Hockey Talk guest. Uh, just a yeah. little tease for those listening. But uh, that's like some of the big reasons why I think they've uh, done so well as of late compared to in the seasons past. Yeah, and I think uh, their goalies have been pretty solid the last couple of years as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely a team on the rise. I think um, it's just so hard because that conference is so good. Like, there's like seven, eight teams that can make the tournament. So it's like a battle every single night. But that's definitely – Browns, I feel like, a team that sort of flies under the radar a little bit. Yeah, yep, definitely. I guess for the thing that I've – the most interesting thing I've read or seen this week is uh, just MLB free agency – um, assuming the people that are listening probably don't care too much about it, but I was just curious. It's cool. It was interesting to see how much money Aaron Judge made. I know that a lot of different teams like offered him. I think the Padres offered him like $400 million, which is crazy to think about. So I'm just hoping my Red Sox signs Xander Bogarts. But that's been – it's interesting to see 
um, how I guess the business side of sports sometimes, especially in especially in Major League Baseball, since there isn't a salary cap. So I find that stuff uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I think I saw he signed like a three hundred twenty million dollar nine year deal or something. Oh, it's three hundred sixty million. Add, add, add like forty million to that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Just imagine, like in hockey, if they paid you like two hundred million dollars. Like that's pretty. That's unreal to think about. Uh, hopefully someday. <laughs> someday. <laughs> I think uh, I was reading somewhere where it was like the high, Connor McDavid makes like a hundred million dollars out of his entire contract, and that's like so little compared to some of the like role players in like the NFL and NBA. Yeah. Yep. So even like the best hockey player in the world doesn't even make as much as some of these players in the other leagues, which is pretty crazy to think about. So hopefully that changes because I think hockey players are the best athletes because (laughs) try to have a baseball player skate. I don't think it would go too well. That's just my opinion. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) Now, obviously, people know you as a great hockey player, but besides being a good hockey player, what else do you wish more people knew about yourself? Um, I... I almost went to college to play lacrosse. Um, I started playing in the eighth grade, um, and then I played up until my senior year, and I wanted to play um, out east, um, and I also wanted to play hockey, but I'd been playing hockey for so much longer that I had decided to stick with that and then hopefully try out for lacrosse um, in college, but I ended up not doing that because I didn't want to get hurt um, playing lacrosse, so... Um, but I did play lacrosse um, way back when. That's awesome. I didn't. Does Brown let you like play multiple sports? If... I think they do. I I think it's just hard because even when you're not in season, like there's never really an off season. Yeah, maybe like the fall for like two months because like after hockey season ends, like in March, like that's when spring sports begin. So you would have like two months of the year to like not even have us play any sports. Yeah. Yeah, which would be a lot. Now, what music do you like to listen to? Um, I'm like a pop EDM gal. Like, um, kind of everywhere, to be honest. I like country in the summer. Same. Um, so I'm kind of everywhere. Same. I have playlists for every genre. I don't care <laughs> if that makes me crazy or not. But, like, I can listen. I literally listen to Frank Sinatra and Justin Bieber on my <laughs> way to school today, which is... uh. Kind of a unique combination, so yeah. maybe you'll understand that since you listen to everything as well. Yep, I'm very similar. Now, let's think about some of your teammates that you've had. Uh, who's the funniest teammate you've had that that, that you played with uh, when you were with Brown? Oh, good question. We had a lot of fun. Our The year underneath me had a bunch of funny, um, bunch of funny people there. Um, I think Maddie Wu is pretty funny. I don't know if you you've heard of her, but she she comes across as like kind of like a quiet person, but she's like really funny in a unique way. Uh, who had the best style on the team besides yourself? Obviously, like who's coming in game day, like rocking out some good outfits? Because all your teammates are probably thinking, man, Samantha's always rocking out good outfits. Uh, so who like emulated that the best? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Um, for Brown or for my current team? Uh, for Brown. Ooh, oh, oh, really testing my memory um i feel like i remember ali roland deli having pretty good style who had the best uh chirps on the ice and what's the best chirp that you remember hearing i guess you oh. can repeat it now since you're so many years <laughs> removed from college hockey oh gosh i 
I don't even know what the best chirp. I can't even think of one, but I'm sure Bridget Carey at Brown had some pretty good chirps. Now, final non-hockey question is, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, is it like a dead or alive? Uh, it doesn't matter. You can pick uh, whoever you want. Uh, hmm. Oh, you got me on the spot. Um, I would pick Wayne Gretzky. I feel like he would be interesting because he has all those like old hockey stories. And like, I would love to hear how he was like dominated everybody and scored like a hundred points in like for 50 games or something like that when he was in juniors or something crazy like that. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that I was honestly thinking Wayne Gretzky. Um, but weirdly enough, I was also going to say Patrick Mahomes because he's one of my favorite football players. And I think that he's changing the, the way like quarterbacks play. I'm a Tom Brady guy, Samantha, so, uh, but I think I, I can respect your, your opinion, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting back to some hockey questions now, first one is, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a career in college hockey? Um, to really work hard, um, like I've said earlier, like, I was shooting pucks before school, shooting pucks after school, first one on the ice, last one off always trying to do extra skills, um, didn't take the summers off. Um, I was always playing hockey in the summers. But also, like, I, I feel like I've heard this more, at least in Minnesota, like, girls are kind of burning themselves out. Like, don't just play one sport, play other sports, play lacrosse, play soccer, play pickleball, play whatever it is that's not just hockey because you need other things make you just a better all-around player, person, whatever. Um, so I would say that's probably um, my advice. Yep, totally agree with you on that. I have always said that I love hockey so much now because I had the chance to play other sports growing up. And I feel like today, especially, people just burn themselves out by playing yeah. one sport the entire year. And it's just like, I don't know, It's you need to take a break at some point, So especially when you're so young. So I totally agree with you that to try out different sports uh, just because it will make you a better hockey player um, in the years to come. It definitely, yeah, I would definitely say it does. Like I was playing soccer, lacrosse and hockey in high school and I loved it. I got to meet new friends. I got to work on different things, but they were all kind of similar. If that makes sense. Like just like the thought process of like making a play or whatever. Um, it just different aspects of the game that you can work on. Now, before we end off this interview, Samantha, do you have any shout-outs you want to give uh, to your teammates, family members, or friends? Um, I would say for sure my parents because they've been my number one fans and supporters um, along with my grandma um, and then also just all of my coaches um, from mites to now. <laughs> they've all been great. And if there's anything you want to end off the podcast with, feel free. The floor is all yours. If there's any events that you want to promote, um, I'm curious, like, uh, what's the PWHPA's next showcase? We actually, I'm packing. I was packing right before this interview. We leave to Ottawa tomorrow. So we have games uh, Friday and Saturday, and then there's an all-star game, which um, that includes, like, three-on-three and then – like shooting accuracy, fastest skater. Um, I think there's two other events. Um, So it'll be super cool to watch. Are you participating in any of those, or are you just going to, like, sit on the bench and watch? Nope, I'm just playing in the games. Um, I think there's, like, 
there's four three on three teams, so I think there's like about ten players on each team or so. Um, and then yeah, we're all just kind of watching. Why don't you get? How do you get in the skills competition? Like, I, I want to see. Like, I wouldn't say like I understand like obviously the basic ones like, but they should have like some like cool ones like like hardest checker like that would be cool. Like I'd love <laughs> to know like who can throw the hardest checks in oh, the PWHPA. That would be wild. I think what was the other one? It was fastest skater accuracy. Oh, they're doing like a shootout. Yeah, um, yeah. Just one more. But yeah, I think that I think they were voted on by the players. Uh, um, I understand. I, I just feel like every player should have a chance to do something. Like even if it's like ridiculous, like I think that would be sort of fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. Maybe a suggestion for next year's All Star yeah. Game. I don't know who's listening from the PWHA PA. Probably not many of the higher ups, but if you happen to be, just a <laughs> suggestion. Maybe something. I would think it would be cool to see like. Some random competition I went. Th- I can't think of it. I'm not that creative, but there's got to be something out there. Right, got to be something, or even like we could even see if the NHL does anything kind of fun. Yeah, like skydiving. Like that'd be cool to like, <laughs> have two random players skydive. So that's never done before. Something like oh, that. Oh my gosh, that would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be signing up for that one. <laughs> oh, we'll find something else for you to do, Samantha. Don't worry. Uh, I'll think. I'll think of something. I'll let you know. Um, and you can just give it back to whoever does that stuff uh, for the PWHPA. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Samantha, for yeah. coming back on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Um, it really means a lot to myself. Uh, best of luck uh, for the rest of your PWHPA season. And I'm super yeah. grateful to have you on. And obviously, good luck with, with that all-star thing as well. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see some of those high-end players um, in those skill competitions because I remember Kendall and Schofield like a couple of years ago, like, Beat some NHL players for the fastest skaters. Yeah. So I'm curious to see like how fast uh, she can still go today. No, it'll be it'll be crazy because there's some fast skaters in there. I think Renata Fast is there. Uh, Sophia Shaver, like there's some fast skaters. So it'll be really cool to watch. Awesome. Well, take care, Samantha. Thank you for coming thanks. on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a good one. You're full of confidence and cheap good luck.